welcome to another edition of the Being You podcast. This is Coach James Short and welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh my goodness. We are so honored and privileged for this amazing guest today. Oh, drum roll, please. Wow. Wow. I know. <laughs> Harry Benedict. Oh my gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, inspiration, motivation, and everything else between a global leadership coach. So hold tight ladies and gentlemen because this is going to rock your socks certified emotional intelligence specialist speaker facilitator leadership immersions oh my gosh she was founder of carrie bennett in 2017 founder of thriving matters in 2018 and the global leaders thrive in 2020 she's got 24 years of experience in creating leading and hosting leadership experiences programs and courses i'm so excited to unpack a little bit of that shortly uh, she's a global conference uh, presence and podcast, Thriving Matters. If you haven't listened to it already, go directly after this, go and jump on Thriving Matters because it will blow your minds. The, the amount of the gold nuggets and the wisdom bombs, boom, 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 boom. Absolutely amazing. So Thriving Matters, go and check that out. She's an education specialist who focused on personal and professional growth, mindset, aspiring with experienced leaders and teams in education systems governments and business oh, amazing uh she walks the talk bloody oath ladies and gentlemen she walks the talk by leading and hosting transformative global leadership experiences through a lens of purpose culture performance and growth her program global leaders thrive commits in 2020 and now is a masterclass series so check it out at carriebenedict.com we'll send all the informations in the notes after this session she is a global leadership coach a dynamic facilitator, which you will hear shortly, and keynote speaker who shares her beliefs and passion for developing future leadership and teams. Whoa, here we are, Carrie. It's hot, isn't it? It's a bit, just a bit warm in here. It's I getting think. hot in here. Somebody <laughs> open the windows. I love it. Oh my I gosh. love it. Thank you so much for jumping on today. I really appreciate it. And oh my God, we're going to have some fun. We're going to have some fun. We were chatting briefly before we jumped on and like we're already in stitches of laughter. So I don't know where this is going to go or how this is going to take us, but thank you for joining us. James, what a pleasure. What a pleasure. And um, when you first said she's certified, I, I have just stuck on that word. And some people would say to you, absolutely, she's certified. She's over the top enthusiastic <laughs> we've got friends who just go you are you are such an optimist how can you even think like that and, and I just go well um that's just how I do it that's you know I said there's no harm in thinking about the positives or flipping it upside down they go oh but we're realists we're realists and I'm going <laughs> a realist who need a bit of a, a jab Oh, what a pun. At this point. Oh, boom, boom. I love it. <laughs> the jokes are already flying fast. I love Gosh. it. I love it. I know. So Thank is this, has this, a pleasure, has this always been the case? This, this positive, this uh, opportunist, optimistic carry, has this always been, been the, been you or has it changed over time? Well, I would say it's probably, it's probably been there, but it's changed over time. And there came a point, <laughs> there came a point about um, when my first son was getting married that I had a significant, married up with a significant birthday. And so I call that sort of the watershed moment. And um, so I decided for my 50th to walk Kokoda up in PNG. Wow. I had never 
done a walk before, as in a big walk. I hadn't mm. ever slept in a tent. Um, I hadn't sort of been away and had to trust people that I didn't know. It was always, it was fairly, fairly safe. And this time I was all by myself. I didn't have the four kids and the hungry husband and um, anything. So it was, it was a real change. And I just kept thinking, wow, after you've been involved um, with the kids for so long, um, mm. we've got four beautiful living assets. They've now given us, two of them are given us seven little Australians. So I just went, wow, life is really changing. And so if you've been wrapped up in bringing kids up, and getting your identity from that, what is there that says this is who you are? So um, I'm the eldest of six, um, and I would say I was probably a very loyal daughter. I always did what was expected, and there was a fair bit in, in that. So walking through the jungle up in PNG in monsoonal rain, um, there was a fair bit of <laughs> yelling going on. There was a fair bit of crying there was a fair bit um a fair bit of, well I lost seven toenails and I had no wow. skin on the back of my heels and I had to physically lift my leg out of the mire in for the next steps and some days you had to actually walk up the the slope or the mountain ridge on mm. your side my leg wow. <laughs> and then one night wow. one night I decided to slip down the ridge and three, I had three porters with me and the, the foreman was this really big guy and this particular night I decided, but we, they took us on a, a part of the track we hadn't, they hadn't seen before. It was a military track. Um, the best experience of my life, really, was mammoth. But this particular night, I had to take my glasses. I couldn't see. Well, I've worn glasses since I was three, James. I can't see without the bloody things anyway. And so they were all misted up. I couldn't see anything soaking wet. Everything was wet. Nothing dry. So it didn't matter what you put on or took off. It was still wet. And I slid down the side and I got wrapped. Luckily, I wrapped around a rubber tree. <laughs> so, so there was a whole lot of to do wow. with the guys up there going, holy shit, she's down there. <laughs> and if I let go, I was going to go, all the way down. I didn't. I thought, oh, they'll never find me. I'm going to be. I'm going to be stuck in a trench somewhere, you know, with Japanese bodies and Australian bodies. Anyway, wow. and mortar, <laughs> ammunition. Anyway, but anyway, I had to. I remember it's, it stays in my mind. I had to let go of the trees when this voice said to me, "Give me your hand." I had to wow. let go. It was quite significant, really. Uh, you, I had to let go and trust somebody else, not me, and to get me up. So by the time I got into into camp that night, I was I was shaking all over, and um, I will still say I'll still say that it was the most mammoth experience of my life. And I've had four beautiful four beautiful children, and that was that was pretty amazing. But that was incredible, and that sort of started my love affair with walks. And talks, so walk and talk, keeping fit. I've got a couple of vertebrae that are non-existent anymore. The discs are non-existent because of too many babies and not looking after myself, all that sort of stuff. So um, now I walk and talk, I keep fit, and um, I really believe in finding a space where you yeah. can do a deep investigation of your values, of so the way you get to know so yourself true. a bit. It was just me up there, can, me. Hmm. I mean, that... 
I just want to unpack that a little bit because that's a beautiful, this, oh, I'm just going metaphor, 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 metaphor. So many well, different beautiful yeah. lessons. Hashtag I know probably. At, yeah, go on. Sorry. Hashtag um, everyone has a Kokoda. So this interview is done. Thank you very much. We've got the lessons. <laughs> you know, Sorry. Burst your mouth. Right there. Burst your Right there, right? Yeah. Beautiful. Mm. Beautiful. Talk mm. to me about, more about that. Oh, well, when I look at people now, uh, I just, I think my antenna has been up ever since. Um, when I got the opportunity to do a lot of work on coaching and emotional intelligence, when I worked for a large educational organisation, that was an eye opener as well, because it really means you've got to go, you've, you've got to do the work on yourself. It's experiential. Any adult learning is all about you and how you do that and when you have people that trust you um you have you have to be aware you actually have to be aware of them what they're going through so there's a care or a love that's involved uh, not, not a lot of people in organizations like to talk about love but i believe care is being used as a similar in a similar way so the trusting relationships you have meant that you got participation about people so um you know, the Kokoda come, for me comes up when we've got kids now who do the parenting of their parents. Their parents have, mm. they're, they're, they're not healthy. They're, they're, they're not well. Um, so mental illness, addictions, um, uh, immune um, uh, diseases, um, compromised immune system, sorry, all that, um, family of origin, abuse, we're surrounded by it. Um, humans... Uh, perfect imperfections or imperfect perfectness, whatever way we want to flip it. But we all have things that we want to do better in. We all have things that we don't want to tell anybody about because they're, they're, they're intimate or they're personal. Um, and perhaps there's some shame involved or some fear or the, the unknown. But none of us, none of us are perfect. But um, that notion of your Kokoda means that you know, for some people, you know, your, you know, your sexual abuse when you're, when you're a little tot and has now come out in your 40s and later, I mean, that's impacting on you. And some days are good, some days are awful. Parts of a day can be better. So I just think, you know, the less judgment we have and the more kindness we can show or just the listening means that, you know, that you can hashtag Kokoda and say, look, you know, we've all got Love something. And, and there's no competition about who's got the biggest or the best, you know, totally. to deal with. Totally. It's so true. I'll, you know, I've I've done a number of Kokodas in my time and with the mm -hmm. ultra endurance events that I've done. Yes. And, and, and there's always something. And the reason why I do them is there's always a lesson. There's always something to take from them. There's a growth period. There's, there's, who I become along the way. It's the team around, it's the review process. It's the personal, professional, human, spiritual, emotional growth along that journey. And, and I think as you've just touched on there, it's, it's such a beautiful piece because everyone has a Kokoda and all, and dovetailing to that is, is I believe everyone has a genius. Everyone has an element of genius within inside of them that sometimes they don't know. Right. Sometimes they don't know what their mm -hmm. genius is. And but if we can have a have a conversation around, um, you know, what are the things that light you up? What are the things that you love doing that, you know, if you could do it all the time, it would just wouldn't seem work or or what's the impact that you love doing in the world? 
what would you say, Carrie, your genius is and, and how do you have that impact on the world? What do you feel that it is for you? Well, given it some thought, actually, because um, I'm just going to preface it by saying I grew up in a family where you weren't ever encouraged to have a genius. It was mm. get on with it. It was work. Uh, work. We all worked in a, in a family business, church, politics, <laughs> church politics, <laughs> work hard. And um, basically it was when you were growing up, it was do what you're told. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, right. so... The genius, I think, you uh, well, I know, I know that the genius um, is connecting intuition and relationship together. And I think that's the, the genius. And I wouldn't have said that as strongly three years ago, but the last three years since I've left the organisation after 24 years uh, to do more mm. of what I love, and that's what I say to people. I, I left on my own accord to do more of what I love. Um, that's really shown up. So I'm trusting that intuition more. More and more, I'm going, oh, wow, that's a coincidence. That's And to the point where you're going to laugh at this. The other day, I just this. there's a book that James Redfield wrote called The Philistine Prophecy, right? And it was, yep. I think it was written in tw uh, 2015, something like that. It's not, not new. And for some reason, for about four days, all I could, it kept popping into my head, Philistine prophecy. And I went, why do I, why, why will I have to go and read this again? What is that? So in the last three days, I decided, right, the weekend, I thought, that's it, get out, get out into nature. Doesn't matter if it's, whatever it is, go read it. And of course, I look back on it when I first read it and I went, oh, I love that book. It was such good. But now I'm looking back going, holy dooly. This is what the world is doing right now. This is the opportunity wow. we've got. So I'm not surprised that the connection and intuition are coming forward. And, and you know, you you were funny in your lead your lead up, but um, I have people who say to me, just look at me and go, oh, wow, you wow, the energy coming off you or out of you is amazing. So there's a chapter, there's, um, you know, the... Um, the increments in this um, manuscript that's found in the in the Andes area is um, is is talking about um, energy and how we can sap it from each other or give it back or how we can use it for good, and um, I think that's probably where the genius is now. And I would never have said that three years ago. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. Mm. So like that intuition and connection, like I. That is absolutely beautiful and it resonates so 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 deeply with me. Why is why is intuition and connection so important right now, do you feel? And how do how for the listeners, how would they tap into that more? Do you feel based from your experience over the last few years and really developing in that and really trusting it and and stepping into it? How, why, why do you think it's so important? And then the second question from that is how do we further develop that, do you feel? Well, I think we've been seeking that for me, the last decade, when we've mm. looked at what's happening around the world, the, um, the reaction to strict religions yep. and the search for spirituality um, has, has really increased. And you only have to look at the data, the stats, just mm. to see who's, even here in Australia, the census data that says who actually are regular service um, goers, what religions you belong to, what do you call yourself or what you know, other things do you, you do, you seek out. 
and you can see that there is there's a change. Now, there's lots of reasons why, um, and it's to me it comes down to how people have been treated. Then that notion of how people have been treated and how they're being viewed by religions who construct a framework for control. And I think at the moment we're in a space where we actually can't control the pandemic, the virus that's here. Um, we are finding ways to um, affect its um, the spreading of it and, and whatever, even, with, even within the last 12 months, the amaz absolutely amazing innovation in the types of vaccines, the treatments, how we're going about it has, has been phenomenal. So I think it's around um, people seeking um, a place where they really feel they can contribute, where they get to know themselves and where they can get to know others. But ultimately we want, I think most people are after treating each other with kindness, right? So that to me, that's respect and it's not a controlling situation. So, yeah, I think, uh, and the only way, the only way to get that is to look a little bit more deeply into yourself. Um, You've got to listen longer and harder. Um, and I probably wasn't a great listener. And some days I'm accused of not listening enough. <laughs> In a partnership, you sort of get that, don't you? Harry. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think I'm probably listening better. And um, this is, I don't need um, big rah-rahs. What gives me the, the heart, the human-centred, the heart stuff is when someone is able to throw off a shackle that they've had on or something that they haven't believed about themselves or embraced something else or tried something and it's worked and gone, I've put myself out there. And if it mm. wasn't for you being there next to me, not telling me what to do, but being next to me um, and being there as I know, you know, I don't control anybody as far as I know. I can, you know, I've got choices about myself, but um, I if I'm here for you if you need me. When you need me, yeah. up to you. You're the adult, you know. So, did Beautiful. I answer that? I love it. I probably no, that was amazing. <laughs> no, absolutely amazing. Thank you, thank you. Um, let's let's talk about growing up. Let's talk about who was the who had the biggest impact on you and and why. Well, I thought about this as well too. Now, Dad's been gone um, about eight years now, and yep. uh, interestingly. Um, I'm the eldest of, there were seven pregnancies and six living children. So mum's still alive, mum's 90 now. Um, Dad died eight years ago. And um, would you believe it? I was born on his birthday. First baby, born on his birthday. Wow. So that was interesting. So there's four, four daughters and two sons. And when I had my first baby, when I had the first grandchild for both, both my husband's family and, and my family, um, he happened to arrive on mum and dad's 25th wedding anniversary. No way. Which happened to be the Feast of the Rosary, which was a big feast day. My parents were very Catholic. And, yes, and, of course, my brothers and sisters went, trust you, bloody hell, Carrie, they got us up to go to Mass. <laughs> I love it. So, um, yeah, I would say dad. Now, dad was a self-made businessman, really. Um, right. And so the stories that you hear through, through all that, he, 
He, um, he stood for council, so he stood for council elections. We scrutinied, I got to run the scrutineering, the, the, the advertising campaign and the driving of the car I was driving at the time, driving around the country town. I got to scrutineer at the, at, the, at the council. We got to have politicians in the house have an arrest in between campaigning. So we, we went, we worked at the shop, we went mm. to church, we played tennis and um, we worked hard. And you weren't Beautiful. really, you weren't encouraged to sit and think or sit and twiddle your fingers. It was always yep. get out go, of bed and missing the best part of the yep. day. So it was very directed. <laughs> love it, love it. Yeah. If you were, so, if yeah. you were to um, give you your twenty-five-year-old version of you some advice, what advice would that be? Hmm. Well, at twenty-five, I'd ha already had one baby. So I was already a mum. I was already a mum. And I would say at 25, I had fallen into the expectation of the time. Yep. So if I, if I was back there now, I would say, go for broke, girl. You don't do what you want to do. Don't do what is expected of you. That's what I would say. Beautiful. And I don't, I don't regret that, but that's what I'd tell myself now. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> now, four amazing, four amazing kids, seven grandkids. Yep. Tell us about that. Tell us about that, um, that journey for you. Obviously, you said you had your first one before twenty five. Like, how was that parent journey for you? And and what was the what were your biggest lessons that you took away from from mm. four amazing kids? Well. Looking back on it, I know that there were times when I, I was absolutely exhausted because mm -hmm. I was I tried to be Mrs. Perfect, and um, you know we I, we decided early on that I would um, stay home, and so I had a decade at home having the four kids, and then went back to work. But when I was at home, I actually I'm textile um, teacher, home economics textiles, mm -hmm. so textiles was my love. So just give me a piece of fabric and a pencil and a pen and I'd just create. And so I made a whole lot of cash money when interest rates were 17 and a half percent with Mr. Keating. And we, we, we kept having babies. Anyway, I did think I'd have six, but after I did my back on number four, I just went, no, nah, not having any more. <laughs> but I, I did that and, you know, we ate, you know, I think we were living off $200 a week at one point with the new mortgage. We had to buy a second car because Luch, Luch had changed schools um, and he had to drive out further and we, I had to get the kids to school, so we needed two cars. And I remember, this is a, this is a memory, I remember ringing the bank to say, um, I'd just like to apply for the loan. We actually need another 10000 No, madam. I'm very, it's very, I, I cannot grant you that extra. Your husband will have to ring and make that. I remember being told that and I was incensed. I'm going, what? what? So then I, I jacked up and I said, anytime I filled out occupation, I never put wife at home or anything. I put domestic engineer, bachelor of education teacher. <laughs> Wait, no, I love it. That. So, I love it. Look. <laughs> love it. So really, Ooh. I tried to do. Look, I made uh, the kids would have got a slap um, to break behaviour, 
They were well fed. Um, yep. They were read to every night. The kids will tell me that their love of of reading is because of what we read. You know, the the lands we went to, the we had fun. Um, uh, yeah, and they did. They they had responsibilities, and you know, they we always said to them when they went to school, especially the high schools. We said, well, if you're going to this high school, this is your choice. Um, this is not just about the school doing everything for you, being the best school. This is about you contributing to the life of the school. So, and, and being both of us teachers, we'd have people on the sidelines at soccer on the weekend going, well, where are your kids going? Um, well, are they going to apply for the state selective high schools and all that? And we go, well, perhaps, you know, it's up to them. Oh, well, if your kids don't get into the selective high schools, you'll go to the Catholic school, won't you? You won't go to the state school. And I would turn around and I'd say, well, actually, I've been to a Catholic primary school, a state high school, two years of boarding school, university. So I said, I've had the gamut. <laughs> had the gamut. So I said. Everything yeah. in between. You know, so, you know, everything in between. Plus, you know, you're a, yeah. you're a self-starter. So. Exactly. That's whole, beautiful. There are some things I wished I'd done better. And I wished, I do wish with a bit of hindsight that I'd known more about the EI side of things why I would react when somebody else reacted like this. That's that, that behaviour, what what it is, how I react. So I know that parenting um, uh, television um, show at the moment is quite topical. Yeah. Yes, yeah. very much so. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting show, being unpacking that and watching that. And it's quite interesting, all the different types of, of parenting styles and mm. and types. And yeah, it's, it's quite an interesting uh, program at the moment that's being aired in in in, uh, in australia um go on I, I will i will add i just had a thought um huh, uh, a few thoughts um when i went back to work it was interesting when i went back to work um the youngest was probably a, he probably needed me at home for another year i think um anyway i got a phone call this particular day and it was um oh so and so here we're just what time are you coming in for the appointment and i said sorry what are you talking about and I, oh, I said, oh, and they said, oh, don't worry, I just put the director on. I went, oh, okay. Caroline, why in those days I was Caroline? Because that's the official name. And I like right. Carrie now because I only ever got Caroline when I was in trouble. I am no longer in trouble. <laughs> so it's Carrie. Um, but it was Caroline, why, why haven't you applied for the job? And it was a parent educator role. Now, I had no qualifications for that. I had teaching qualification, yes but I'd been heavily involved in the parent organisations at the school, you know, so that's why, and I was willing to stand up. I was willing to stand up and put my foot forward. And um, I got involved in not just the local school, but then the, the system school. And then I went on to chair the first Catholic parent body for New South Wales and the ACT. Wow. Uh, with other, so that whole, that whole journey was absolutely mm. amazing. So we used to, and in the parent role, you used to get all the key speakers up. We were instrumental in getting Michael Carr Greg up. We were talking well-being all those years ago. Drug ed, roads, the road safety and the drug ed money used to um, fund a whole lot of the um, conversations around um, minimalisation, sex ed, all the all the stuff there. Uh, but it was Amazing. a fabulous time. It was a huge growth industry. Wow. So I had Steve Bedoff, 
Michael Carr, Greg, uh, uh, Andrew Fuller, you name it, Michael Gross, the whole, everyone, the, the works. And of course, uh, people uh, from John Hopkins University where homeschool partnership was a really big deal. And they've done a lot wow. there. So yeah. That's anyway, incredible. That was a, that was That's incredible. Sorry. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you for that. So I'm going to ask you a bunch of uh, super fast questions, one okay. or two worded answers I'll do my best. Over, the next, over, the next, <laughs> over the next 30 <laughs> seconds. So here we go, ready? Best piece of advice given to you? Uh, use your voice. Love it. Best piece of advice you've given to someone? Give it a red hot shot. Love it. Best book? Oh, Long Road to Freedom, Nelson Mandela. Fantastic. Best movie? I Have a Love of the Good Year with Russell Crowe and Miriam Cotard. And yeah, go watch it. Good. Love it. Favorite favorite food? Uh, a tie between fish, seafood, and veggies. Beautiful. Best self care strategies? Dancing, <laughs> dancing and weights. <laughs> Beautiful. A superhero you would choose, and why? Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. Because she she's she's looking at humanity and saving humanity not not about her own stuff but saving humanity she's Beautiful. quite topical about um her dress and her demeanor so i reckon i reckon you can have grit and guts and be pretty cool to to in, in doing that be you know so do that so true biggest regret uh Biggest regret um, that I I did what was expected. That's probably my biggest regret, and that I didn't take pick up the kids and go around the world with them when they were younger. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. And most exciting thing you are looking forward to? Being able to uh, grow global leaders, thrive, and twenty twenty three will be the year we'll be in Europe. So we're working towards that. Um, Wow. Wow. Yeah. So tell us more about that. So tell us more around that or what's coming up and, and that program and, and then how can people reach out and get in contact with you? Oh, easy. If you want to find me, um, just go Carrie Benedet. So C-A-R-R-I-E-B-E-N-E-D-E-T or easy.com. I'm on all socials, LinkedIn, all that sort of stuff. So that's easy. Um, okay. So what's happening? Uh, we're going to, I want to grow the community. I, I'm really passionate about developing young leaders for the future. I'm going to be in the box a long time. So I've got one, one red hot shot at having a crack at um, meeting up with others who are, have like-minded love of people. So that's that relational aspect. But knowing that we have to lead differently for, the, for a future that's abruptly changing. So that's what we're doing. Fast-paced innovation We'll have um, artificial intelligence. It's actually going to help us, I believe, with time efficiencies to do the relational work, not be scared of it, to be part of it, use it that way. So global leaders thrive well because COVID arrived and I had a trip booked for India, taking a whole group of leaders to India. Um, and we were, oh, we were going to go to the school under the bridge in Delhi. We are going to go all the way up the north, all that. So I, I'm passionate about finding a space to really think about your leadership. So 
I've taken groups to Wahiki Island. We live with uh, with the Maori on 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 the Marae, Wahiki Island. We've been up and live with the Yolna at Ninakai, um, the Yolna people uh, in Arnhem Land, East Arnhem Land. So India was the next one that was ready to go, and I went, "Oh dear, we better pull up stumps, girl, because." This is going to go. It's going to go fast. So that's what we did. So the dream is that, well, how was I going to do this? And we kept getting lockdowns and, you know, various things. And the numbers kept going up astronomically in lots of the other countries. So I just went, you've got to, we've got to be able to do this. So out of a conversation with um, one of the people who, who I highly regard as uh, in my sort of circle of, of influence, um, I just said, I really want to do this thing. And I said, I think what we can do is bring culture, business and education together. It's like a magic trifecta, but we talk about does culture affect leadership or does leadership affect culture? Now, we can take that culture as the culture of the country the culture of your business, the culture of your organisation, the culture of humanity. Yep. It could be the culture of um, kindness. It could be that. But anyone who's involved likes people. I don't want any narcissists. <laughs> We're going to like people. <laughs> and some people are, you know, there's everyone's, everyone's someone's beautiful baby. Everyone's beautiful, yep. unique. And so, you know, if they're struggling and we're finding it hard to relate to them, well, then we have to look at ourselves, right? We have to look at how we, what we know about them. How can we be more interested in finding out about them? So I had the most amazing um, network of people around the world through the Genos International Community, which is the EI certification I have. And they're not all crackers like me. Um, but... Um, so I just put it to a couple of them. I said, what do you think of this idea? If I said to you, you've got 20 minutes to share your leadership secret source about your culture or a business you have or, you know, if you're in education. And I went, oh, wow. And I said, I don't know how I'm going to pay you for this, but, but I think we pay forward. I think we pay forward on all our socials, our networks, anyway, blah, blah, blah. Well, blow me down. It came off. It came wow. up. So I'd already started Thriving Matters podcast. So I had yep. I had some of them going already. So I'd gotten used to the conversations and trying to shut up and let people talk like I've done to you today, you know, I talked over you. Um, but anyway, they, totally all, fine. they all popped on and um, it was beautiful. I got to know them. So I got to, you know, so we couldn't go live in a lot of places. We couldn't go live because of mm. COVID wave had come in and they'd all be, out or the wi-fi or you know or there's a military coup in myanmar right just right on the yeah. day you know oh, and, and the speaker that i had lined up was was on the run you know so there was a whole lot of stuff that went on but anyway we put them into masterclasses so they're on the website they're on carriebenedette.com and if anyone james so this is an offer for your your listeners Great. if anyone would like to have a look at one of those masterclasses so Last uh, earlier this year and last year we went to um, we started in Australia, so I had Ben Palmer from Genos International, CEO worldwide. He he did the business for Australia. I had Jarpati, who is a Yolna, um, a Yolna elder from Arnhem Land. Jarpati led us off, and then Philip Heath. Many years ago, Philip and I were on the board of studies together, and he's now principal of Barker College up at at. Um, at Horns near Hornsby so they led us so we went to Australia then we jumped over to yeah. Africa 
Kenya with the beautiful Vicky and Tim and uh, Jenny there. Then we went to India with Vanitha and Divya and Jean. Then we went to, uh, where did we go? New Zealand, I think. New Zealand, we did Ireland and England, the UK, and we did the USA. So we did sort wow. of big chunks. Um, and so I'm looking now for connections across other countries. I've just done some interviews and programming with uh, Belize, Caribbean. Yeah. Who wants, doesn't want to go to the Caribbean? This beautiful. Climate. Beautiful. Um, just spoken, you know, to a girl who, who is the principal of an online school based in Switzerland, but it's global, right? So wow. we're looking at different, we're looking at and the leaders or anyone who was involved just said, we, we want to do it because we know you. So I'm going, yeah. okay, this is really interesting. People are willing to do it for each other. People are intrinsically good. So let's see if we can grow this. So that's what I want to do. Yeah. But if your listeners, Beautiful. any of them are interested, I would be more than happy to, if you give them my email address, yep. it's just carrie at carriebenedette.com. And if you give them that in the notes, I'd be very happy if they get in contact with me, I'll give them a gift or wow. a free code to have a look at one of the masterclasses. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. That is amazing. So go over and check it out, ladies and gentlemen, carriebenedict.com and uh, send her an email, jump on in the masterclass. It's the resources are absolutely <laughs> like so professional, next level, incredible. So Carrie, wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like that's so appreciative. And, and thank you for your time today. Thank you for, for sharing your wisdom, sharing your knowledge, sharing your expertise. We could be chatting on so many different topics for, for the rest of the day. Um, I know you're super busy changing the world. It's absolutely really appreciate. Thank you so much for, for being on today. And listeners, if you want to hear a little bit more about James, I'm sure you know him really well, but he did do an interview with me on Thriving Matters podcast. So I'll just let you know that one as well. <laughs> so go over, jump that, jump over and have a look at the Thriving Matters podcast and uh, yeah, have a listen, see what you think. Thank you once again. Thank you listeners for tuning in. Have a wonderful day and bye for now. Bye. Thanks, James. <laughs>